You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Now, of course, Disney earnings out a day after that exclusive ESPN deal with Penn Entertainment. Let's discuss the future of sports broadcasting with Leo Hindry. He's the Yes Network founding chairman. And Leo, it's so good to speak with you. Um, I want to start big picture here with ESPN because we know linear TV, and that's what ESPN is, it's cable television, is dying. But it's not dead yet. It's still profitable, and it still generates meaningful cash flow. You can't fix cord cutting So Disney is managing a declining business. What's the best way for Disney to manage that declining business when Disney, when ESPN Plus's subscribers is a paltry 25 million? You know, today's announcement, Scarlett, is a lot more than about Disney and its earnings. Every one of the major rules that dominated the, the media entertainment industry literally for decades is broken or breaking. And I, I look at, at Disney this afternoon more like a canary in the coal mine. Huh. Uh, the linear side is, is really broken. There were 110 million cable subscribers just a handful of years ago. That number is down to 56 million and falling still. The sports side on the RSNs, particularly the regional sports networks, is, is very challenged right now. And, and there's, no, there's, no good, there's no good news on the horizon. The cord cutting is, is a pandemic. It's not going away. It's, it's continuing to fall. All of the secular changes that are underway are negative in, in their formation. And you're, you're going to learn from the Disney announcement here in a few minutes some of the specifics of that company. But the larger issue for your, for your listeners and viewers, Scarlett, is what does this mean for the industry as a whole? And, and I'm not optimistic about any part of it. Uh, no. Sports speed. No, you, as well. you clearly aren't. I, I guess that raises the question. Netflix is the only streamer that is profitable. What parts of Netflix's business model is replicable? Or do the legacy media companies need to find their own unique path to profitability? They can't just take something Netflix has done and do it themselves. Well, Netflix is in a unique position because it was the first out of the box. So it's working off of early momentum. But there are 13 or so streaming services, Scarlett, today not one of which, other than Netflix, is profitable. And these aren't profit losses that are, are manageable. They're massive losses. They're in the billions of dollars. And as you try to transition from the old linear world of the cable bundle to the streaming world, both sides are, at this particular point in time, deeply challenged. I, I and, and sports sports is part of that cable bundle. It, it's strange for me to watch, and I was there at the start of all of these services. ESPN was the very foundation. Yeah of the cable bundle. It was the it was the sine qua non of the cable bundle and now it's talking about itself going streaming. So what does that leave behind? Well it leaves nothing but detritus behind. 
Mm. I, I am curious as to whether they can pivot. I mean, let's just stay on, on the sports angle because there's been a lot in the news about what they're going to do with ESPN, how they leverage that. And Bloomberg was reporting uh, just the other day that uh, Disney was actually, uh, along with some other media companies, in acquiring a lot of these uh, local uh, teams. But the whole idea was that they wanted to uh, have a sort of a critical mass of broadcast rights for a lot of local content. And the idea that they could create something akin to the Yes Network, but probably, I guess, maybe on a much more broader scale. Is that something that you see as viable? You know, we used to live, for decades, Romain, we lived in a world called the Walled Garden. And and it was sort of in a restaurant analogy, you ate what I served and you paid what I charged. (laughs) ESPN was an integral part of those hundred channels or so in the bundle. Well, the number of subscribers that are taking the bundle now is down by half and falling further. Sports is not the panacea. It's not the it's not the it's not the blessing down the road that's going to turn all of this around. All of the linear services, all of the linear channels, are deep distress. Advertising losses are now secular. They're not cyclical. And watching ESPN lead the bundle behind mm-hmm. and try to do this in a streaming fashion is it's it's a challenge that I I would pay a lot of attention to if I were Mr. Iger. Well, I mean, what's the other option, though? I mean, it's almost like you're, you're, you're darned if you do, darned if you don't. I mean, if you stay within that ecosystem, you're probably going to continue to see a decline, both in, in viewership, because let's face it, most of us don't have uh, those bundles anymore. Uh, but, and if you move to streaming, then there's a cost proposition that is just out of whack with, I think, what, uh, at least in the past, what they've had to pay for the, some of these rights. There's no correlation anymore between the costs of production, Romain, and the uh, and the and the uh, subscriber model. When you destroy the subscriber model, the, the a la carte model, and you blew it up as car, as card cutting came into passing, you, you you destroy the linear model. But you, you in the streaming side is not the answer. Uh-huh. As Romain, as Romain, we heard from Scarlett a minute ago, of the 13 streaming services out there today, 12 of them lose money, massive amounts of money. Yeah, they're out of control on their production costs. They're out of control as they've abandoned the subscription model. And and advertising, which for debt, a real help for all of us. We lived off of the deck off the advertising world. Sure. Again, these losses are secular, not cyclical. So, Leo, moving forward, a lot of people say there's going to be consolidation, uh, M&A, and certainly ESPN is looking for potential buyers for its uh, traditional TV channels. Um, there's also the question that there is no controlling shareholder of Disney, the company, um, to potentially block any kind of takeover. There's no CFO or CEO with a conflicting agenda versus shareholders. Is Disney a takeover target for a big tech company? I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's too big to take over. I think it, it will try its own M&A activity. It will try to buy some of the, the losers that did that today in, in the gaming side when it bought a, a pissant little uh, gaming service. Uh, it's got, the, it's got the, the balance sheet to do whatever it wants. Uh-huh. What it doesn't have is the capability to change these fundamental rules that have been broken. Leo, this was a great conversation. I have to talk uh, once again here. Of course, as Bob Iger really tries to navigate what is a much different world, I think, than uh, what he was used to uh, in his uh, previous tenure. Leo Hendry there, he's the founding chairman over at the Yes Network. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. 
The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.